Welcome back, everyone. Al Godfrey, A.J. Godfrey, Coach KT, Tracy Roberts, Dr. Chris Lee. We're all here. The fearsome foursome. Dr. Christopher Lee, how you doing, sir? Good. Thank you for. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Always. Yeah, I put you in the company of the old Rams fearsome foursome, one of the best defensive uh, <laughs> the situations fearsome. in the history of the NFL. Are you old enough to remember there the fearsome go. foursome? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Merlin Olsen. Deacon oh. That's right. Deacon Jones. Yep. Deacon so, Jones is a beast. I know. Right. I know. Yeah, good to hear from you, Doc. Thanks. Appreciate it. ChrisLeeMD.com, the website, everyone. Check him out. Of course, located in Southern California, uh, Stetson Lee, which is... Uh, uh, you know, been around for so long now, and hopefully, uh, send us send some love from us to Doctor Stetson, the other pair of the fearsome foursome. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, let's talk a little bit about a few things. First of all, I got to ask you, as an orthopedic, you know, specialist, and, and you know, we're seeing guys in Major League Baseball who are throwing upwards of like a hundred and four miles an hour. I mean, yeah. It's almost insane. Like, never had I ever imagined that this would ever be the case. You know, back in the day, we were kids. We watched Nolan Ryan throw, you know, 100, maybe 101, although sometimes it would just stick at 99, and they would always make the excuse, well, you know, the the speed radar gun wouldn't go that high. But now with technology, we're seeing it in our face. And I'm like, how are these guys going to sustain such, you know, decent health like good health i mean after a certain point you can't throw that 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 hard that that many times right well number one is genetics certain people just are got really loose joints if you got a loose joint then you have more of a whip the other thing is sequencing how how do these individuals just naturally use their body you know how do they fire it's like golf you know you got to fire your hips before you fire the shoulders if you're just arming it if you you know back in the day you just had some (laughs) of these athletes that were just country strong they're just arm everything but then they get hurt and learning sequence, some natural, the coaching. Lastly, even for hitting, as opposed to throwing launch ankles, spin rates, all these kind of things for pitching. It's all about spin rate. Now, how do you manipulate the grip? You know, how do you change your arm slot? How do you fire your sequencing of your body? Um, uh, optimization. Same thing. In, we see the same thing in golf, like track man, this track man, that foresight, mm-hmm. this It's all data driven now there's no more really field golfing or anything like that just because you can't keep up. If you don't use the analytics, you'll fall too far behind. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's crazy. I mean, like you look at some of the organizations out there, I mean, Dodgers included probably the one organization that has gone through the most problems when it comes to injuries to pitchers. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're in and out, in and out, in and out. It just, it's crazy, but I'd rather go to in and out Burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, it, I never thought that, you know, as a pitcher, we would be seeing so many injuries, but it, it is what it is. Now, obviously, you know, when these guys say 15-day IL or whatever it might be, some yeah. of them are, you know, longer than that, but how is that even the yeah. case? Well, you know, I think repetitive overuse is a huge issue in sports like baseball. There's certain sports that we see it more than others. Baseball, soccer, and volleyball come to mind where our young athletes are just, they're playing year round. It's like we didn't learn from what the Japanese do to their pitchers. Japanese pitchers will pitch like multiple 
days in a row mm-hmm. and they just throw out their arms by the time we get a lot of the japanese pitchers in mlb their arms are gone i can't tell you how many of the japanese pitchers have needed tommy john surgery once they came into the mlb but we're seeing it in our youth sports like for us in the office we're taking care of a lot of youth athletes we're just really strongly trying to encourage multiple sports using you know using your body in different ways be more of an athlete rather than a baseball player and we're trying to lower this injury rate i think when of the 10 draft picks for mlb it was something extraordinary seven or eight out of the 10 um draft top 10 draft that already played pro ball they've already torn their their ligament and needed surgery for it and we've talked about this on air before where tommy john surgery it's a darn good operation but it's only about an 85 to 90 percent success rate you know, 10 to 15% of pitchers never pitch again or never pitch at pre-injury level. So we have to be cautious. A lot of our a lot of our parents are coming in. A lot of our athletes are com- coming in, and they got, like, a partial tear that can be rehabbed. They're, they just want the surgery because the surgery has such a good reputation. Yeah. But it's it's not there, – there's no, there's no free lunch here, you know. So we try to encourage multiple sports, do a lot of strength and conditioning. Just don't throw, like, 100 pitches, you know, in the backyard over and over again. You'll <laughs> throw out your arm. You know, with the every like regular person, like you know, just not the the non professional athlete. Let's just say. I mean, Joe, do yeah. you see? Do you see like these types of injuries? Are you there? Hey, sorry, I cut out a little bit, Adam. I said, I said, you know, with um, you know, with these types of injuries from professional athletes, it, let's take those. Let's just look at the regular, you know, person out there. I mean, are you seeing the same types of injuries to these pe- to regular oh, yeah, people? Yeah, absolutely. We we probably see more. You have to understand, like professional athletes have eight hours of training a day minimum. When they sprain an ankle, we, it's like when an NBA basketball player sprains an ankle, they're back in two days or two weeks because as soon as they sprain it, they're into rehab right away, and you know they get their eight hours of rehab every day. Sometimes it's twenty four seven. You know, if they're on the road they get 24-7 rehab, and they're back in like a week playing playing ball, professional level basketball. But unfortunately, with our weekend warriors, it's like we'll see a patient, oh, I sprained my ankle like two to three weeks ago. Uh, it hits not a little bit better. And then we do physical therapy for an ankle sprain, and we get two times a week for about six weeks or 12 weeks. You know, th- there's a big difference there. So we see our weekend warriors probably take – two to three times longer to come back from injury yeah. compared to our professional athletes. But everybody gets the same stuff. You know, if you're, if you're a golfer and you're playing like three times a week and you're not stretching, you're not doing your strength and conditioning, you're not paying attention to your nutrition, your sleep, you're going to get golfers, golfers elbow. You're going to get back pain. That's just part of the game. Uh, of course, we encourage our, our athletic individuals to get out there and do things, but yeah, it requires a lot of maintenance. The more you do, the more maintenance you do. We see the same injuries in both populations. Let me ask you uh, from uh, your professional opinion here. I mean, it's mm-hmm. um, changing the subject a little bit here. When we talk, when we talk a little about youth, uh, youth, and, and youth sports and their approach, it's 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 sad, but you know, I don't think it happens everywhere. But we got to imagine because of what we've seen in youth sports, I feel like it's gotten way more serious than it used to be 10, 20, 30 yeah. years ago. I mean, like, you know, yeah. select or travel baseball is like, yes. you know, crazy right now. And, you know, yes. it's like that with seven on seven and football and and so yeah. forth. And I feel like these kids 
who are just either being thrown in the gym, you know, with not the right approach. They have no idea, you know, what f- correct form is and stretching right. and how important that kind of stuff is when it comes to just, you know, d- lifting weights and whatever and yep. doing certain things. Yep. Yep. What's your opinion on like, let's talk to the parent right now who are listening to the show, you know, who have kids who potentially, let's say, are, are going into seventh or eighth grade and they're going to yes. maybe play a sport or this or that. And it's like, you know, can we trust that the 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 school, as an example, has the right mm-hmm. people giving them the right advice on how to do certain yeah. things? I mean, I don't know. You know, we all have this competitive fire in us. And what I tell a lot of my parents is, look, this is 99% genetics. Your kids either got it or they don't. You can train a kid all you want. Some kids have it and some kids don't. When college coaches are looking at people for scholarships, you know, when the economy's bad, everybody's hoping their kid can get a some sort of scholarship for college. That's a big deal. We see that a lot. Um, coaches aren't looking at skill level. They're looking at athleticism because they know they can coach them up. Once once they get them into their gym, they'll coach them up how they want them coached. There's a huge club culture. A lot of the coaches, mm-hmm. now there, there are some fantastic coaches out there. So I'm generalizing, of course, but you got to be wary of, you know, some of these coaches, they, they make their living off club. And they'll tell a lot of our parents, hey, you know, if you have, if you join my club and I know these coaches and I can get you a scholarship, you know, we have to resist that. We have to prioritize our kids first, our kids health first. I see so many kids getting run into the ground. I also see a lot of kids get burned out at eight, nine, ten years old. They just stop loving the game. And it's it's our responsibility. I'm a parent now. My kid just did T-ball for the first time. He loved baseball, but immediately it was like, hey, you know, you want to do travel baseball and. It sounds great, but you know he just didn't want to do it. We just let it go. But already, like people are like, "Oh, if you don't, if you don't have your kid in travel ball, he's gonna fall behind. He's never gonna make it in first grade." Yeah, I'm oh. like, my kid's six years old, crazy. turning yes. seven. I know. I he's know. he's not. He's probably not gonna play major league baseball yeah. because my wife and I aren't the biggest people in the world. You know, it's it's just like we. I I even felt it a little bit as a parent, and you know, seeing what I've seen and trying to resist, I felt it I was like, oh man. I don't want my kid not to be able to play ball next year because he's not going to make the team as a first grader. I felt it, <laughs> but my, thankfully my wife held me back a little bit. and was like, you know, tiger dad rein it in a little bit. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't want to do it. Girl. We don't want to travel four or five times a week and drive two hours. Yeah. For, no, no, trust me. I know the, I you know, know the lifestyle. Too. I know. Yeah, I, I know. And I tough. live it. I live it day in, day out. But yep. here's the thing though, that I've noticed though. I mean, like, it's one thing to have you okay, find kids who are, are 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 living that life, right? But yeah. there's another thing where, like, you know, if you're dropping your kid off at the gym because he's going to train or, you know, do pre-athletics or whatever, you want to make sure that he's getting the proper, you know, coaching, yeah. coaching or knowledge on, yeah. on how to yeah. do certain things. Because how many times have you seen it where a kid's not doing it right and then he hurts himself or herself? Yep. And that's not good. I mean, I think the more, one of the most important things, if you're going to get your kid in, into conditioning and and, yeah. and doing certain things, they they got to do things properly. They got to get someone who knows yeah. what they're talking about and knows what they're training. Yeah, definitely. And, and you, you don't want someone that's going to put everybody into a cookie-cutter swing or a cookie-cutter throwing motion. It's like, it's like how many professional golfers have we seen where they saw a coach and the coach – change their swing like crazy and put them into the swing that they teach you know yeah rather than being a tweaker 
we we seen like you know who are the amazing golf coaches like Butch Harmon. He's a tweaker. He takes your swing. Coach Tracy he might make a couple changes. Yeah, Coach Tracy, <laughs> tweaker. Coach not Lee. Re- <laughs> people swing how they swing. You know. Yeah. If people throw how they throw. You yeah. Can tweak it, but we see a lot of we see a lot of kids hurt themselves because they're trying to do a motion that their body just physically can't do. Yeah. But they want to look. They want to look right. You hey. know. Great, uh, you're 100 exa- right. Great example last week, Ricky Fowler mm. under the new tutelage, uh, uh, just tweaking a little from Butch Harmon. Uh, yeah, he won again. It was great. Crazy, yeah. What a comeback, huh? Yeah. Talk about talk about being a grinder. It's so mental. Yeah. You know, I I think you know I'm talking about negative parts of parts of youth sports, of course, but the positive and they which a generation really has to get comfortable with I think sports like baseball and golf, you know, that's volleyball. These are just games of failure. So it teaches so much about life to, to our kids, but we want our kids to number one, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It, it. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in the competition, you know, a lot of us were former athletes. And so we got that competitive fire. We kind of live vic- vicariously through our kids. And like, I'm lucky that my, my wife kind of reined me in a little bit. A little tiger dad came out. But, um, I, I do think some, sometimes the kids dad. need a little bit of a push, but it has to be within reason. You know, we have to, we have to pay attention to stuff. I, I think multi-sport is ideal. Yeah. Look at Tim, like Tim Duncan was a swimmer. You know, Hakeem Olajuwon played soccer. Michael Jordan played ba- baseball. Um, all the, LeBron James played football, right? All these like elite athletes in our world always played more than one sport. How many elite athletes just played one sport? Actually, not that many. Mm-hmm. But in our club culture and our, that feeling of not wanting your kid to fall behind, that competitive drive in us as parents, you got to understand. Look at the look at the elite athletes that have been through history. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a martial artist, you know. Um, Bo Robert Jackson Paris did karate, you know. All, all yeah, these. Um, yeah. Yeah, like it's all about just being an athlete rather than being like a football player or a basketball player or a baseball player. You got to be an athlete. And that's what, that's what higher level coaches are looking for. I hear you. Well, you're our, obviously our orthopedic surgeon and expert and specialist, uh, always breaking down the knowledge and so many, inf- so just great information there. And for, for certainly, excuse me, but you can go to the website, which is chrisleemd.com. Also for Stetson Lee ortho, is it Stetson Lee as well? That's right. Yeah, hit us up. And you're on Instagram as well. Yeah, Christopher Lee MD. Feel free to follow me or shoot me a DM if you have any questions. Loving it, man. Hey, appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Bye-bye. Christopher Lee, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Christopher Lee. Back off, Earl. (laughs) Oh, geez. More to come right here. Living the good life. All my scars be golden My name's forever known